Welcome to the Angular Licious Podcast. Angular Licious? And now your host, Matt Vaughn. Hey everyone, welcome to episode three of the Angular Licious Podcast. Uh, as mentioned in episode two, we're going to talk about design patterns in Angular. Design patterns are really everywhere, and they are also in our Angular framework. And if we understand where these patterns exist and what they do and how they work, I think that helps us to understand how to use them better and gives us the ability to create better applications. So a while back, uh, we had Denver Dev Days uh, here in Colorado, and basically it's a um, event put on by Microsoft, and I was uh, privileged to be able to uh, present a session there about uh, Angular and the design patterns and different ways of using uh, design patterns in your apps to uh, really uh, improve uh, uh, the application uh, in terms of design and uh, what it does and how it does it. So anyway, uh, the really the focus was on implementing business logic um, with these design patterns and you know why it's so important to do it. Um, but not only business logic, but also the the UI, the components, um, all implement specific design patterns in Angular. So they're really in different parts of the application, whether it's the UI, it's the components, or it's the services, or your business logic and uh, the back end of your front end application, if there is such a thing. Um, those uh, design patterns are there, and if we understand uh, and know where they are and understand them a little bit better, they uh, really uh, will, will help us uh, to create better applications. So. One of the, the main uh, components of an Angular application is the module. And the module um, acts like a library, uh, a container of related elements. So it could have components, directives, pipes, services, things like that. Uh, every application, uh, as we know, has one root module, the app module. However, um, you can organize uh, your uh, modules into as many modules as you need uh, to support the solution that you're trying to build. So um, we can create uh, core and share modules. We can create feature modules. There's uh, different types of those that uh, we can talk about. Um, so there really aren't any limits. Um, but these modules gives a, give us the ability to implement code and structure and things within those modules um, that allow us uh, to um, uh, use design patterns um, that that uh, have been around forever, but also to uh, use the design patterns that are already implemented in um, uh, the Angular framework. Um, so let's uh, talk a little bit um, about that. Um, so I'm going to move forward in the uh, presentation. So when we talk about design patterns, basically it's a general reusable solution to a common occurring problem within a given context in software design. Eh, it's pretty technical. Um, but basically it's a pattern um, that uh, exists and you can uh, use that pattern. It's not really a, a rule. It's more of a principle uh, or um, a pattern. So you can adapt those patterns uh, to your specific use. Um, when you talk about those patterns, other developers know what you're doing because uh, they're familiar with them, things like that. So it improves the uh, code uh, readability and um, the discussion of code, things like that. And really, a lot of the design patterns are based on object-oriented programming techniques um, using inheritance, abstraction, encapsulation, and polymorphism. Um, you can 
get some books on that, uh, Google it, uh, just get your head around uh, some of those concepts and, and why they're, they're good. And because we're using TypeScript as the, uh, the scripting uh, language for uh, Angular applications, uh, TypeScript is built from the ground up to support these object-oriented programming techniques. So we do have inheritance. Uh, we can create base classes and use base classes. We can encapsulate things and uh, have uh, um, uh, make things publicly visible and make things private, things like that. Um, the polymorphism, that all just kind of comes with TypeScript inherently. So it's pretty cool um, that we now have a scripting language that supports object-oriented programming techniques. So some of the patterns uh, we'll talk about um, uh, support uh, a lot of uh, good developer principles like single responsibility, separation of concern, uh, the solid principles, um, things like that. So, you know, why use design patterns, though? You know, what does it do for me or my team? Um, one thing it does is it creates consistency in your implementation, your code base, and this improves maintainability. That's a good thing. You should do that. It also inherently allows for more or better extensibility points um, because you're using these object-oriented programming techniques you have you have ways to inject uh, or to improve or add extens extensibility points to your app um, using uh, what comes with uh, these uh, design patterns and they they really promote a more testable solution um, for your uh, application, so you can do unit integration tests, mocks, um, things like that, a lot better. And using some of these design patterns, they really support things like dependency injection or the inversion of control uh, uh, principle. So uh, the problems that they solve, uh, they really uh, they could help in refactoring your code to make it more testable extensible, maintainable. Uh, they allow for these extensibility points that we just talked about. And then you can use existing patterns without creating these atypical solutions for common problems. So uh, use the patterns that, that solve the problems that uh, we all know about. Um, you don't need to create anything new because pretty much everything has been, been uh, uh, seen before and these patterns basically emerge over time and uh, they become... Uh, uh, very uh, mature and the implementation uh, becomes uh, uh, very stable. So your team then has a recipe for implementing different parts of the application. So these patterns are really everywhere. There's lots of examples of patterns in real life and I think that's kind of where they they came from and we try to map and and manage those things in software and the frameworks that we use. So if you think about .NET Lots of patterns there. ASP.NET, ASP.NET, MVC, Angular. Uh, the patterns are there. They're everywhere. Um, we just need to know uh, what patterns uh, they are and then kind of map them to where they're at in different frameworks or the tools that we use. Um, so, for example, um, I see Angular patterns. Um, the template method pattern, um, that's a great pattern because it allows you to basically create a, a a, uh, a process or a flow and to have that flow or process um, consistently uh, implemented in the, the uh, precise uh, steps in the correct sequence every time that pattern or uh, template method runs. And we uh, see that in our uh, component uh, uh, framework in Angular because these components 
um, have these life cycle hooks like ng on changes, ng on init, ng do check, ng on destroy. So those things always run in the spe specified sequence every time um, an Angular component is initialized uh, in your application. So that's pretty cool. So you, you understand um, that you can rely on those things to uh, take place every time a component is initialized and then you can implement certain uh, features or, or bits of functionality in those components. You could also create a base component class that may uh, implement a common or default um, uh, implementation on any of these lifecycle hooks so that any uh, component that uh, basically uses that as a base class has that implementation. So you can use inheritance uh, to implement common or default behaviors um, and using this template method pattern. So that's pretty cool. Um, another great pattern uh, is the composite pattern and it can basically um, is a pattern where you have kind of like a tree-like structure where you have uh, nodes that can have other nodes that have nodes. Um, and so when we think about uh, components, a component can use or reference another component that has a component that has another component that may have even other components. Um, so it's kind of like this um, Russian doll effect that um, you see this inheritance tree uh, with the, the component structure using this composite pattern. So the composite pattern uh, really goes a long way in how the um, Angular framework really kind of uh, implements the UI uh, and the components and kind of builds out the display elements of uh, uh, your UI. So if you build the right components that have the right components that have the right components, um, you get the picture. You can really kind of design uh, different uh, UI UI structures that um, really support simple and very complex uh, UIs. So you can basically compose your UIs using different components and uh, make that uh, um, uh, really as as detailed as you as you need to for your solution. Well, um, the mediator uh, is another uh, design pattern, and really, uh, the mediator is a, a communication between loosely coupled things like components, a component and a child component, for example. Um, it could also be uh, um, the implementation there really is you could use a, a parent component uh, or you can use an injected service. Um, in the Angular application to act as a mediator uh, uh, for that communication between uh, loosely coupled components or even other services. So the mediator pattern is there and the Angular framework uh, supports that quite well with using uh, the uh, at injectable uh, services where um, they can uh, be a, a communication mechanism between other things. So that's pretty cool. Um, if you understand uh, how observables work if you're using observables in your uh, angular apps which um, I think are is one of the great ways uh, uh, to go um, you can subscribe to and react to the observable response now this is the definition of the observer pattern um, so that's the observer pattern so it's really implemented in observables um, you know the rxjx library the angular support for returning observables um, for http calls or even other calls um, services can return observables things like that so knowing that you can subscribe to and react to a response 
um, is uh, very powerful um, in creating these kind of event-driven or response-driven applications using the observable pattern. So that's pretty cool. Um, another pattern that we uh, see in Angular is the facade pattern. Um, very elegantly implemented um, in your services. So you can create an ng service. You can use Angular CLI. Um, the syntax for that is ng generate service the path and a name to that service and it'll create that service uh, class for you. Uh, that's an injectable uh, type class and it can be injected uh, at the root of your application or in specific components. Um, but basically when you use that service it provides endpoints, um, things that are publicly available or exposed to your application to perform some action. Um, how the action is performed is not known by the calling component, but it uh, serves as an endpoint. So that's a facade pattern. And um, the other pattern, uh, dependency injection, um, not sure if that's a pattern. I, I think it is. Um, but really, services are instantiated um, by uh, being injected into components. And modules are pretty much done the same way when modules are initialized and injected into the application module, the root module of your Angular application. So we see the dependency injection pattern. So understand the patterns and then when you see these things being used it gives you a much clearer picture of design patterns, how they're working, and then how you can leverage uh, what those patterns are, are doing. So use the Angular Luke. So use those design patterns. Um, that's the force, man. Um, use them well. So if there's a way to do it in Angular, learn and use that way. So use the Angular. Um, the Angular team has done an awesome job. So understanding the, the dependency injection and how, how that works. Um, you never want to new up something within a component like var something equals a new something. Um, you don't want to do that to a service in your component. That's a that's a pretty awful code smell. Um, learn how components work, services and modules, and how they can all kind of work together cohesively with all these different patterns to create a really cool application that um, solves your problem. Um, so we talked about the facade pattern, the template method pattern. Um, these patterns can also be used uh, in your implementation of business logic, and I think that's a whole nother category, a whole nother uh, episode uh, in the podcast, so we'll cover that in uh, maybe one or two or a series of episodes on business logic and things like that and using these uh, patterns and taking advantage of them, because um, no matter what we're doing in, in our code, um, using patterns or, or whatnot, the goal is to create um, consistent uh, uh, a consistent code base, uh, something that's maintainable, testable, so that you can have high quality code, uh, an extensible application where you can add features and your application's not so fragile that when you add a feature, it's breaking other features in different parts of the app. It just drives you crazy when that happens. And, you know, we want, we don't want to add a feature, deploy it in production and find that that new feature works great, but it broke other things. Um, so we want, high quality. Uh, we want to elevate our business logic. Um, we want to elevate how we implement our Angular applications by understanding uh, these design patterns and where, the, where they exist in Angular, um, how they work, uh, how we can work better with them, and, and basically also, too, how we can use the same patterns in our applications. And um, because we're using TypeScript, 
we have all of the object inheritance type things that we can do uh, with object-oriented programming in script now. So that is one huge advantage. Um, we don't have to implement our business logic in methods. Uh, typically, that's what's been done. You create this monster class, business class and you have all these methods that do things and methods call another method that call another method that call another method that call another method that's that typical manager class and you have this method chaining that just goes on forever and ever it's very difficult if not totally impossible to test that um, you can elevate your business logic and use single classes to implement uh, a unit of business logic that unit that single class has a single responsibility a single unit of work a single responsibility or a single logic or a piece of logic of your application um, classes have way more things that you can do with them than a typical method um, you can use one or more constructors you can have constructor overloading you can have base classes inheritance you can implement interfaces you can expose type properties and you can encapsulate members um, keeping them private by um, using uh, the, the the private uh, uh, keyword so those are some pretty cool things uh, that you can do uh, just using TypeScript um, and design patterns things like that um, they go a long way um, the presentation that I gave at Denver Dev Days uh, this last year, I have a slide deck. So I'll make the slide deck um, presentation available. Um, there's also a GitHub repository that uh, guides you through uh, a couple of uh, different design patterns that you can use to implement business logic. But it also goes into more detail of uh, some resources of where you can learn more about these de design patterns, um, where, they at, where they are at, again, in Angular and how they're being used there things like that so i think um you know very helpful in terms of uh learning and understanding these patterns uh, a little bit more um the template method pattern facade pattern composite pattern uh composite and template method wow those two patterns can take you a long way along with the facade pattern those are three of my favorites um and most applications i use um always um use uh, these three patterns in addition to other ones um that I need for what I'm what I'm doing. So, anyway, uh, check out uh, the GitHub uh, repository that'll be in the show notes on uh, episode three, uh, Angular design patterns. Um, you can uh, see all this on uh, Angularlicious website, angularlicio.us. So that's how it's spelled. It's not a .com. It's a .us. I uh, finally got my own licious site. So please check out the website. Check out all the other podcasts and. Uh, the uh, resources available, some ebooks, videos, and also uh, code uh, repos on GitHub that uh, correspond to each of the podcast shows. Well, we come to an end of another episode of Angular Licious Podcast. Thanks for coming back, and we look forward to talking with you again soon on episode number four, where we're going to look at implementing business logic in our Angular applications. See you soon. Angular Licious. Mm. You've been listening to the Angular Licious podcast, where there's no excuse to get it right the first time. Visit the Angular Licious website, that's angularlicio.us, or for you other people, angularlicious.com. Join the conversation, subscribe, access show notes, and get your bonus content on. Out.